What's up? It's Victor and Victor again. Um, you know, we're kind of, this is our first trial episode, not sure. Um, but, you know, it's just something we we kind of had, or I had on my heart to talk about, kind of that um, God opened up to me as, as, as I was reading the Bible one day. And, um, you know, those are the favorite times of when I read the Bible is when, you know, you kind of just slow down, take it in, and, um, you know, God reveals things to you. And a lot of times and when when I try to, like, get my daily reading in, like, I got to get my, you know, three chapters in or whatever, whatever it is, and um, I kind of just breeze by it. But when I take it in as, like, I'm just reading to glorify God, I'm reading to get closer to God, kind of slow down and, and, and think about the things that he's saying. And um, that's when God reveals to me, like, things that, you know, in my life that I need or just certain things that... Um, you know, you never see if if you if you kind of breeze by it, and um, yeah, and like you said, you know, when God actually starts revealing His Word to you, it's more than just words on a page. I mean, it was never words on on page to begin with, because it was the Word of God, and you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and it was with was with God. But that's when when things like that happen, you know, and I feel like it should happen every single time we open up the Bible. Or it might not reach out to us, but it's it's not like we're, they're just words that we can ignore. We always need to um, take that time and, and dive in deep. But it's when it becomes not of a like not a chore anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's it's so much easier to read when when um, when you come with the heart of like um, just like readiness, like ready to receive what God has for you. If you're not if you're not just there, like man, I I, I want to go hang out. But I got to read my Bible, so I'm going to read my Bible real quick and then get in the car and, and bounce, you know. It's like at, at the end of the day, you're not really getting anything from that. And um, I think it's so important to wake up early, to, you know, during the lunch break, during, you know, at night or right after you get back from work, whatever, you're sitting in your car. Um, just to take that time where it can be just you and God, you know. It could be um, you and the Bible and you're, you're reading and you'd be surprised how, how much, what a difference it makes when you are ready to hear God's voice and you're ready to receive the things that he has for you, that's how we grow as Christians is, is when we, um, you know, sacrifice our own time and, you know, give it to God and he can do amazing things through it. Yeah, and like you were talking about how kind of separating yourself from everyone else, that fellowship time that you have with God, you know, we all as humans love fellowship with one another. That's how we were created. You know, we love to hang out and, and mm -hmm. even like in a setting like this, you know, where we're discussing the word and we're just discussing things in our own life. But in, in whatever situation you're in, we love to fellowship. So if you think about how man was creating, created in the image of God and how we love to fellowship so much, imagine what God feels to have fellowship with one, each one of us personally, mm -hmm. individually. You know, it's it's so much more than just our desire to be with a friend that we like or a group of friends, but that relationship with the creator, it should precede everything. You know, it should go before all those other relationships because when we're walking in light, when we're walking after Christ and have that fellowship with God, then when we meet another person or another believer who has that same kind of fellowship, like what unites us is not our own, you know, whatever we're good at or, or our similarities, but it's Christ. And, and that kind of relationship, like, nothing can destroy. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, when I think about it, it's like I don't, I don't think God's, you know, sitting in heaven, like, 
looking at everyone reading. It's like, oh, good boy, you know, you're you're doing your reading today. But you know, he wants to be there with us. He wants to. Um, he is. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, he's 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 there in that in that room as you're reading, and you know, if if we take the time to kind of just set settle settle down, relax, and and um, you know, even just be in this conversation with God as you as you read. What I like to do when I when I read is you know pray about the things that I read. You know, if I if I see something, God points something out to me, I pray about it, I think about it, and dwell on it. And that's how you remember verses like. Mm. Um, you know, there'll be times when I read the Bible and something's revealed to me. And, you know, this is one of those times that we're going to talk about today. And it sticks with me for weeks, for months. Yeah. And I constantly go back to that, like, man, like, that's what God was talking about. You know, yeah. That's what God revealed to me. And um, we don't get that if we kind of rush through it, yeah. you know. And there's a difference between that or, like, you could read three chapters real quick and then not get anything out of it. There's a lot of times where I did that where I'm like, I'm just going to get through this. And um, when I'm done, I'm done. I don't dwell on it. I don't think about it. It was useless because I, those, you know, I, I don't want to say useless, but kind of like I don't really get anything out of it. You know, I leave, I leave the room and um, I forget. You know, if you ask me what I read about, I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know. Yeah, let me open up to it real quick. Real yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same way, you know, especially reading through those like Old, Old Testament books, like the, the genealogies oh, yeah. and stuff, man, that's always tough. But even those things, you know, like, they're there for a reason, you know, and even if that's reason just to, to show that Christ is really, you know, man, fully man. But what did you, what'd you read about, Victor? Yeah, so I, you know, one thing that I open up to when um, just kind of just daily reading Matthew 12 and um, specifically verses like um, 33 through probably 35. And it says, either make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. A good person produces good things from his storeroom of good, and an evil person produces evil things from his storeroom of evil. Wow. Yeah, and, and you know, that when I read that, it, like, hit me, like, right away. I was like, wow, that's, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a message, and, I first read it, I was like, man, like, why, God, why are you showing me this? You know, is there something in my storeroom, something that's overflowing out of me, you know, that shouldn't be there? Like, do I got to do some spring cleaning? Well, I guess it's fall now, but I don't know if fall cleaning is a thing. But, uh, yeah, I was just wondering, like, you know, God, why are you showing me this? And, and, you know, and, and honestly, like, we always got to have these things, always have these reminders about our conversations. And I, I was thinking, like, you know, there's there are certain people that I talk to, and I, I, you know, our conversations aren't, you know, edifying. Our conversations are kind of useless, and you know, it's it's not that you you want to shove, you know, God into a kind of conversation because you just you just you think you want to, you know, you know, but um, like as the word says, you it overflows out of your heart. Mm. You know, whatever you're filling your heart up with, that's what's gonna overflow. Whatever your is in your storeroom, that's what's gonna overflow out of your health. It's not, it's not um, a physical process or anything. It's a natural process. It mm -hmm. overflows. You know, so if, you, if you take a cup and and take a whole gallon of milk and try to pour it in a cup, all of it's gonna overflow. You know, um, so that's like the thing. Like in in our conversations, wherever we are, with at work, at school, like. You know, I, it's important to check ourselves. Like, what's what's flowing out of me? You know, what's mm -hmm. coming out of my heart? What's what's coming out of my storeroom? Is it 
um, you know, glorifying God or if, is it just useless? Is it even like um, bashing Christian names, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like what it's when it, when it talks about like the good and the bad fruit, I feel like there's a lot of people, um, you know, both of me and you included at some point in our lives who I don't want to say like fake the fruit or, or try to fake the fruit, but mm-hmm. essentially that's what they're trying to do. You know, usually it takes the form of like trying to mask it, mask it with something, you know, mask their, what, they're, what, they're, what they're actually feeling inside their hearts with this fake, fakeness on their, you know, on the outside to, to make them look good. You know, they could even be preaching. I know I, I myself have, have done that and like stood before the, the congregation, which is like, you know, looking back at it, I'm just like, man, how could I, how could I be so foolish and just allow myself to do that? But it's like it, it really is truth what you said um, about like those storerooms and what you're storing up and how, how you fill those storerooms with good. We were just talking about it in, in Bible study uh, the other day with my life group uh, in John, First uh, John chapter one, and it talks about. Yeah, how, I have a Bible right there if you want to. Yeah, yeah, we can we can open it up right now. It just talks about walking in the light, and you know. Yeah, we have cell groups every week. Uh, I know Vic has his Saturdays, Saturdays at, eight, yeah. at eight p.m. Um, I join my brothers on Tuesdays at seven. Um, Mark Curls tricks on seven. Uh, the girls' life group is at Sundays at eight. Eight, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great time. Like this, like Dalek Cabans is, I think, Sundays as well. Sunday, I think, also at eight. Um, but. Definitely, there's a lot of places for you guys to get involved. Yeah, it's like a, it's a time t- where you can have those conversations where you know you fill up your storeroom and, mm. and and you know fellowship with believers and. Yeah, definitely, and like even what, even like what I got from Life Group last week or uh, yesterday, I mean, is these storms that we fill up. You know, how do you fill up the storms? It's with fellowship with God and. It just in First John, like when it says in chapter one, verse six, it says, "If we say we have fellowship with Him, and yet walk in darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth." And I feel like that that verse describes, I mean, me at one point in my life, but so many of the people in our church, you know, or just in in the church as, as a whole, not specifically ours, but just Christians in general, how how fake we can sometimes be and it goes on to say in in verse 7 it says if we walk if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin yeah i mean like you said like we try to produce this fake fruit and um yeah so like we we kind of like that's when that's when we become burnt out is we're trying to grow our own fruit, you know, and, and we kind of like push it out of us, try to produce this fruit. But on, in reality, it's it's by our own works, by our own might, and and um, we become burnt out, and we can think it's like it's impossible, you know, it's impossible to do these things. But when it when it comes naturally out of you, it's it's coming through God, it's coming through the Holy Spirit. And um, I think one thing we mentioned was that from uh, one of my favorite verses, Galatians five sixteen. This is walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh you know the way i look at walking in the spirit is we have this constant communion this constant relationship with god where you know we're opened up the bible every day 
and we get that daily reminder. Um, one thing I mentioned at a cell group one time was, you know, we could either either have that reminder um, in a, in a Bible study or or uh, a conference once a month, or a prayer every couple months. Um, but if we truly open up the Word every day, you know, and give that day to Jesus. And live that day for Jesus. That's what we can get that reminder every single day, you know, to know that you know we we got to live for God. To know that we got to fill up our storerooms with good. You know, we need that reminder, and I think it's up to us um, to decide when we want to get that reminder. Yeah, and like we were talking about, you know, filling up your storerooms with good. How you do that, you know, practically in a practical mm-hmm. life. I mean, yeah, we got kind of already said like fellowship with God, but what does that like look like, you know, in in practice, and I think one one of the biggest ways is is like we mentioned kind of right at the beginning is like having that that personal time with with the Lord, yeah, Amen, and just growing closer with Him and and seeking after Him. You know, it's not like it's something that you have to do this and and then this and then that, and it'll all like fall into place. But if it is in your heart and you're seeking after God, and you're not just comfortable where you are you know you always want to grow and grow and grow in your relationship with christ i feel like that's where you, when you fill your storms with good because if you're following after christ and you're walking in his own footsteps or even he's carrying you along you know like your storms are not going to be filled with anything else but good because christ is not only filled with good yeah and even in first john you know it says walk in the light and that it describes what that light because it says God is light. Yeah, and and I think one thing to think about is, um, you know, if we have a storeroom, we can kind of, I guess, kind of uh, example. You know, if we if we're storing in in you know light or food in in a storeroom, you know, and half of it's good, half of it's rotten. Eventually, that rotten that mold is going to go onto the the good food. It's going to make that rotten. You know, and we all have the same store when we have our hearts, and eventually it's going to get filled up. And eventually, once it's filled up, things are going to start pouring out of it. It's, it's going to happen naturally. We can't stop the things in our heart from pouring out. You know, once the storm is full, it has nowhere else to go but out, out of our mouths, out of our actions, you know. And if we have bad things in there that's uh, corrupting the rest of the, the food, corrupting the rest of our good, if we have evil things that we're putting in there, then it's going to corrupt our whole heart, our whole storeroom. And eventually those those evil things are going to come out, you know. And, and that's why it's important to, to get that reminder, to check every single day, like, you know, God, I'm, I want to open my word. I want to read, you know, I want to um, live this day for you, truly, you know. Yeah, and I think we've talked a lot about kind of, you know, filling our storms with good and not evil. But what about those of us who have already had... Like, that storeroom is filled with evil. How would you recommend, or what's what's the process of kind of clearing yourself out? You know, like yeah. you said, having that spring cleaning. Um, I mean, obviously that you know, if if your if your storeroom is is filled with evil, you know, um, it's it's pretty. Uh, I don't think it's out of place to say that that person had doesn't have a relationship with God. And um, I think a good way to start is is you know give your life to God, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and God can take that whole storeroom, empty it out of the evil, and and replace it with good, you know. That's what He does. Um, if we, if we pray that prayer where, 
you know, we say, God, like, you know, I, I know my, I, I'm checking my heart and I see that evil things are coming out of me. Evil things are flowing out of my heart. Um, man, I want that, you know. Mm-hmm. I can see that I'm affecting people in a negative way. I can see that you know, my actions are, are not good. Um, it's, it's a prayer of, you know, repenting. It's a prayer um, of giving your life to God and saying, you know, I'm done filling up my life with garbage. I'm done filling up my life with evil things. You know, I'm, I want to fill it up with your word. And, and, and it's not, it's not some, you know, a lot of people, t- times people think it's kind of like a, a crazy miracle that happens where, you know, the heavens come out and, you know, open up and everything. But it's, it starts with the, like that daily just change. Mm. You know, today I'm going to wake up and read my Bible. And, you know, the next day I'm going to wake up and read my Bible. And the next day I'm going to, um, conversate with friends that are going to bring me up and not friends that are going to um, bring me to the ground, you know? Yeah, and I just kind of want to go back to a phrase that you use that we use all the time, but so often does it almost lose its meaning in its original form, and that was giving yourself up to God. Mm-hmm. You know, we use that phrase so much, and it's become so, like, mainstream that like, you could even ask, like, you know, a non-Christian, like, oh, how do you get saved? Or you just give your life up to God, you know? But but what we're actually saying, and when we're, when we're saying that, is literally your life is in the hands of God. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's, I mean, not almost, it is not your life anymore. It doesn't belong to you. When you willingly go and, and make that decision to live for Christ— surrendering your all like these phrases they all mean the same thing but somehow we've gotten to a place where we've like gone around this meeting you know Mm -hmm. like we we have all these phrases what we think they mean but the actual meaning of them which is like to that you the the i the me the the, what i want is 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 lost is dies up with jesus on the cross and now in in its place is what jesus wants it's all about christ it's all about him in your life and that is what a, a Christian life is is meant to look like. Yeah, I, I think um, if if we want to, you know, fill our storeroom with good, I think our desires have to change, mm. and our wills, our plans, they all gotta go. You know, like you said, like giving it all to God. Yeah. You know, giving our daily walk, our daily lives to God, not just uh, our Sunday mornings to God, but yeah. you know, I'm giving my job to you, I'm giving my life to you, I'm giving my school to you, I'm giving, um, you know, my money to you, God. It's everything, you know, and, and like you said, it's lost its meaning um, to actually spend time with God, to sacrifice um, our time, sacrifice our things, to, you know, to live a life where we're truly surrendered, truly living for God. Yeah, and out of that kind of like, that, that the fact that we've lost like that meaning of like, you know, all these phrases that we use, which are still good and they, and they have meaning behind them. It's just we get, we need to almost rediscover that. But it's it's led to people getting comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. people aren't like realizing that. And I say people, but I mean myself. You know, first and foremost. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to like condemn anybody. I'm I'm the first one that needs to be condemned. You know, and I and I recognize that. But it's it's one thing to recognize all these things, you know, like, yeah, I have evil pouring out of me. Like you were mentioning before, you know, my storeroom is, is not filled with good, but it's filled with evil. And it makes us want to address that, and it makes us want to, like, fix that almost. But the thing that we need to understand, and me first and foremost, is that we'll never be able to do that on our own. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you you think that you can fill your storms with good with without God, like it's impossible, you know. Yeah. Out of our if if we had our own way, you know, sometimes it's written quite a few times God is lets people over to their own debased mind, you know, to their own desires, to their own evil will. And and what that is is just he's just stepping out, you know. It's not yeah. like it's not like uh, God made them do something. God made them sin. No, no, no. It's it's their own sinful nature that's in their lives and and like burning inside them. It's just coming to life, you know. And that's the same thing when we try to fix ourselves and we try to you know do things on our own strength. You know, that's another common term uh, that people use. But what what it basically means is just trying to fix ourselves and i know there's that this world is so all about that is like oh you got to fix yourself or like this 12 step program and, and you'll be free from addiction or or whatever it is you know but we'll never be able to be truly be free without christ mm-hmm. and same thing like if we're if we're trying to uh, fill our storms fill our heart with with good you know there's nothing that we can do to do that because um you know only god produces good and um, obviously, if we spend time with God, that's when those good things fill us up. You know, if we're praying, if we're reading the Bible. Um, but I, I like what you said about you know getting comfortable. Um, you know, and it's it's weird to say that at, as Christians we should feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, we, we take a look at that. Well, like, what does that mean um, when a Christian gets too comfortable? Yeah, I mean, being comfortable. Uh, I feel like that's a word also that's kind of been, you know, used a lot more lately, you know, like from the pulpit saying, you know, you can't be comfortable, don't be comfortable, you got to get uncomfortable. But just stepping back and, and looking like what that means, uh, almost to me, at least, you know, when in lives I've been comfortable, I've just kind of been okay with where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. Um that's 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 how I felt. Like I felt like everything was fine. I don't need to change. I don't need to improve. Um, I'm good where I'm at right now. You know, yeah. and like, I think especially like in in modern day Christianity in America, it's very comfortable because mm. we kind of push away sin. We kind of push away those things, and, and we think you know I'm good. I'm I'm fine. You know I'm I'm saved. But um, when we when we look at it in reality. Um, people who get comfortable they they lose their relationship with God because they um they think you know they're kind of on their own way their own plan their own desires start to creep back in their life and i think something we talked about is you know being being uncomfortable as a christian you know it it is uncomfortable to give your life to God because yeah. it's hard to trust sometimes and and give up our own desires the things that we always wanted our own plans our dreams mm-hmm. you know and I'm not saying that God's not going to allow us to live a life um, that, uh, you know, feels the, good. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's it's just sort of like, you know, a lot of times we come up with these things and plans and, and God has nothing to do with those plans. You know, we're just kind of like thinking for ourselves, like, I want to build this. I want to create a family like this. I want to, you know, get rich, get rich and everything. And, you know, none of those things are necessarily bad. But if we leave God out of the picture that's when we began to get comfortable with our own ways, our own plans, and think, you know, I got everything figured out. You know, I'm good. I'm chilling. I, you know, I got things are going good for me. And and that's when God kind of has to send out that reminder mm. that, um, you know, maybe a trial that comes and, and God allows it to happen um, because, you know, that's the only way to show that 
without God, we are nothing. Yeah, and like you mentioned trials and, and things like that, how like God will allow them to happen to us just so, to get us back on track. But so many times it's like when people are living a life that's comfortable, you know, it's almost like those trials are almost like the people will immediately go to the, to the you know phrase that you know God left me, God has left, you know God is nowhere, not 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 here anymore, you know like why they start blaming God for this trial and they start blaming God for for abandoning them or almost like something like that. But sometimes that's what discomfort's going to feel like. You know mm-hmm. we can't just base everything on our feelings and those those times of trials and like temptations or whatever it may be, like those are the the biggest moments, you know where you should turn back to God and to look back to Christ and have that time, like a period of like reevaluating yourself. Like, okay, am I living a life for Christ? Mm-hmm. Am I, or am I just comfortable in where I am now? And like another thing about being comfortable is like you lose your growth or you, you, you don't grow anymore. You know, That's you true. kind of get stagnated where you are and you kind of stop in your, in your walk with God because, you know, you start getting these th- thoughts like, I'm good. I don't yeah. need, I don't need to, I don't need God anymore. I'm, I'm fine, you know? Yeah, one thing, oh, sorry. Um, but one thing um, I like to think about is, you know, if we're not going towards God, we're not standing still. We're actually mm-hmm. going away from God. You know, there's no way you can just stand still and, and you walk with God. You know, you're either walking towards him or away from him, mm-hmm. you know? And um, if we spend more time, you know, more days out of the week, kind of like just doing our own thing. And then Sunday morning we come and we're like, okay, I'm going to walk towards God. In the big picture of things, you're walking so far away, you don't realize mm-hmm. it until, you know, that trial comes and hits you so hard and, and, and you know, like, and you lose faith because um, you weren't spending time with God or your faith wasn't growing, you know, in that you didn't have that daily relationship with God, you know. And um, that's when, you know, that's why we got to trust God with everything, with our um, with our lives, with our relationships, with our um, careers and everything. Like, we got to give it up to God and, and and allow him to, you know. Yeah, and it's easier said than done. Yeah, definitely. Know? And just trying to, like, just to think of, of my own life, you know, and, and what that actually looks like, you know, to maybe share a practical example. Because we, we've all heard that, you know, you just got to give it up to Christ. You got to give it up to to God, but what does that actually like look like? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, how can how can you describe it in less you know Christianese terms? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in, uh kind of have I have a uh, I guess story, but um this was when I was a little bit younger, maybe three years ago, maybe four, I don't know. But um I was at church, you know. Actually, you know, well before that. I was praying a lot. I was really worried about my future. I was worried about where I'm going, where, what, what, you know, how things are going to go in my life. I didn't know where I was going to be. I like, kind of felt confused, um, kind of had no sense of direction. And, and I was wondering, like, man, like, this is, this is scary. And um, one day I came to church um, to play basketball. We kind of have a, uh, we had a group chat, and we are like, oh, let's go play basketball. And I show up, and no one was there. Um, and it was during Sunday, Saturday nights. And if you don't know, we have prayer at church on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock. And I come there with, like, Adidas pants on, wearing sneakers and a basketball shirt. And I'm kind of just, like, chilling in the parking lot waiting. And then I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to go home. 
And um, but I, before that, I walked by the prayer room and I was like, maybe maybe, maybe I should just go in there. But I was like, ah, I I got like whatever sports clothes on. But anyway, so I sit in my car. And I'm like, I'm just gonna leave. So I start leaving. I'm literally about to pull out of church, and something hits me so hard. Like go back to that prayer room. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I walk in there. It's like awkward for me, whatever. But um, I just set that aside. And I was like, I'm just gonna pray, whatever. Like I'm I'm supposed to be here right now. And I was praying, 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 and um. One of the prophets at our church came up to me, and, and she uh, she prophesied, and she said, um, you know, so often you pray, God lead me, God guide me, where do I go? Um, but you will find the answers in, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking, like, man, like, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't even read that much, you know, like, thinking, like, that's, and that's the issue. Is that you know the truly the answer is found in fellowship with God in prayer in reading the Bible. God's going to guide you and, and He's going to strengthen your faith. He's not going to you know a lot of times He's not going to tell you physically where to go and everything. But um, if you have that faith in Him to know that He's leading you, He's guiding you. You're you're holding on to His hand every single day, opening up the Word. He's that's when we know God's guiding me. You know because we're spending time with Him. We're getting to know Him more, and that vision starts to clear up. And it's, it's not that, um, you know, you, ha- you see the past directly, but you have clarity and knowing that God is with you. God will not leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. He's a good shepherd. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, it might not be every single day, you know, that a prophet will come up to you and, and, and you know, speak directly to you, but that's not something that we should chase, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, downgrading or, like, trying to put down any any sort of prophet or anything like that, but... I feel like God can speak to you in the exact same way just through his mm-hmm. word, you know, but sometimes it, it like in your case it, it took that it took a prophet to like tell you to open up my word, you know. I believe if you were just reading the word and like like, like you were, we were talking about in the beginning actually like studying it and actually like diving in deep and praying about it, you know, uh then you wouldn't have like almost needed a prophet to do yeah. that, you know. It's it's good confirmation and stuff, but yeah, this thing like um Somewhere we we began began to get comfortable, or um, and you know we have these times in our lives where we kind of stray away from that, where we stop kind of reading the Bible, little by little, and it's kind of like a slow fade, mm-hmm. and we don't realize how far we've stepped back, yeah, um, until God gives us that, that reminder. But that's why it's so important to have, you know, we kind of need to have this self reflection and and think about like. Um, you know, like God, like, you know, how's how's my relationship with you? Like, how, where am I? How are my conversations? You know, mm-hmm. going back to that storeroom thing that we talked about. What are my conversations about? You know, what kind of friends do I have right now? What's pouring out of my heart? Yeah, what am I thinking about? You know, mm-hmm. What's pouring out of my heart? A big thing is what am I what am I thinking about? Yeah, definitely. Um, because you know that's something that people don't see in the outwardly, but in our in our minds, we know what we think about, what things we treasure, what things we put. Um, first in our in our um, in our lives, and I think that takes a t- like a lot of honesty, sincerity, like thinking about um, if we're truly honest with ourselves. You know, we we can't get enough of God. You know, there's not we don't spend time with God enough ever. You know, yeah, and like we even just talking about like you know having that fellowship with God and and having that kind of like relationship with Him. I just hope. It doesn't come across as it's something that's formal. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that's like, 
okay, this is a list of the things that you need to do and you better do them or else God's not going to listen to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Or even like that time of reflection, like you need to read your word and, and do this, that, that. No, it's it's not like it needs to be forced or it's it needs to be um, like manipulated in any way to try and get a, a response out of God, you know? You, there, it's not like God is going to be someone who just listens to structure that structure in your life you know but that's why it's so important like when david said like be still and know that i am god mm-hmm. you know that's in that what what do you do when you're still you know like you, your body might be still but your mind is always going to be racing and and for me when when i what i believe and what i think of when it says to be still is to take that moment of a reflection you know just to be yeah. like like god I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, this is what this is how my life's going. I know you know that, but I want to get it off my chest. And something that like I've struggled with a ton is just that openness with God. You know, I was, you know, just whatever my circumstances that I'm in. It's very hard for me to be honest. It's very hard for me to be, to be open, like about how, what I'm feeling or what I'm what I'm um, like going through. You know, even to God, just because like I was I was I don't know raised in that way or maybe just the Slavic culture where we're so worried about our image and and that we want to like pretend everything's fine and then that extends even to our prayer life but like i feel like it starts in our prayer life first you know when we're open and when we're honest before god with how we're feeling and what we're going through um that's when we start to see true change and that's when we actually have that kind of fellowship and it's not like god doesn't know these things it's not like god doesn't care but he just wants to have that fellowship he wants his sincerity from us you know yeah and he he wants to see that we actually want to change you know yeah which i think it you know people say actions speak louder than words and and that's very true in in christianity as well um because you know i struggle with a lot of things and a lot of times i thought you know i'm gonna pray and it's gonna get taken care of Mm -hmm. but i did nothing about it you know and it's and it's obviously not by our works it's um through faith but um a lot of times it takes just uh, us, our discipline, you know, getting mm-hmm. up and, and reading the Bible. Yeah. You know, what, what I struggle with, and I, I mentioned this, you know, to different people and everything, when I talked about, like, you know, me starting reading the Word, when I got that prophecy, I'm like, okay, I got to start reading the Word. And I thought, like, God, give me a desire. And I thought, you know, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to wake up the next morning, and I'm going to be like, wow, like, I'm, I love the Word. I'm going to read 400 pages right now, you know. But it was such, it was the opposite, and, and I didn't know what was coming from me because um, it just took a lot of just persistence. And, and a lot of times I gave up. I'm like, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't even want to read, you know, because it's mm. like, and, and, and it's okay. You can be honest. Like, I, I don't want to read today. But that's when discipline steps in and, and, you, and you say, like, okay, I'm just going to read it. And, um, and when we do that, a lot of times, you know, it's, we feel like we're not going to get anything out of it. And a lot of times we don't. But it's important to build that habit of reading and spending time with God and, and, and eventually becomes, you know, you realize it's not just something we have to do. It's something we need to do. Yeah. It's something that fuels our daily relationship with God. It's, it's something that fuels our faith. It's something that fuels our, our, our walk with Christ. You know, we need that. Absolutely. And like, if you, even if you think about it back to the, the beginning, you know, when, when man was first created, man was not created to walk alone. Mm-hmm. We were created to be in the with and walk with God, you know, yeah. in the presence of God. God's presence would come down and walk with Adam in the cool of the day. Our souls and we, our our bodies 
They need that to function. Yeah, man needs a shepherd. Man, man was built for yes. you know, the need with, of God. Absolutely. And like, so when, we're, when that relationship is restored, you know, we find that life. Because before Christ, no one knew what life meant. Mm-hmm. You know, we had our physical bodies and things like that. And, and we have no direction without him. Yeah, absolutely. But now we have life in Christ, mm-hmm. you know. And Amen. The ability to actually live and, and what that means. Maybe maybe we should get Sam on here to talk about what it means to live. <laughs> he was on our first um, I think. sermon series podcast. Or yeah, if you, if you want the answer to that question, uh, it's on it's on the podcast. Just scroll yeah. down a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I hope you enjoyed our first podcast together, and you know, and you have to listen through it and and kind of uh, you know, and, and me and Vic honestly didn't really prepare much, but. We had this conversation, and, and, and it's it's kind of like um, God just revealed things to us, and we kind of just want to, you know, share what God revealed to us. And, you know, I, I think that um, we learned a lot through this podcast, you know, me personally, just yeah. through the Word, through talking with you, and uh, praise God for that. Absolutely, and I just wanted to leave you guys all with a rhyme, reminder and almost a challenge to check your storeroom. What's mm-hmm. in your storeroom, you know? What's pouring out of your heart? Yeah, definitely. Uh, self-reflection is very important, and uh, I think we need to be doing that always. And, you know, starts with reading your word. Amen to that. Um, so God bless you guys. Until next time. We're Victor and Victor. <laughs> Bye.